If you are still struggling to pick a niche, like all the online gurus are telling you to do, you don't want to miss this. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you why you don't need to niche down and what to do instead. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. My name is Jess, and I am your host. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. Because this has been such an aha for so many of my followers and clients. I have such controversial views when it comes to niching down. And I believe that you don't need to do it. And in fact, niching down or trying to shove yourself into a niche is probably causing you more problems in your business than it is helping you. And I see so many entrepreneurs struggling to pick a niche that they don't actually take any action at all. When you treat this matter of niche like it's of massive importance, what you end up doing is getting stuck in the inaction and stuck in the indecision. It's like they are trying to defuse a bomb, afraid to pick the wrong colored wire. Because if you pick the blue one and not the red one, the entire business will blow up. But that's really not what picking a niche is all about. Niching or picking somebody to serve is more like picking from a buffet. It's something where you try someone, you try something out, and if you don't like it, you go back and pick something else. Your entire business is not going to blow up if you pick the wrong niche. But if you are stuck here, not knowing who you serve or how to pick just one person, you're probably not making any steps forward at all. You are feeling stuck in this thing, afraid to make a decision because you're afraid to make the wrong decision. But at the end of the day, who you serve is way less important than how you serve them. And so in today's episode, I'm really going to talk about what you should niche down in relation to, what niching really is, what ideal client you truly do serve, and what to do instead of worrying about putting together this perfect picture, ideal client avatar niche that you've been told to create. Over my two years in business, I have served many different audiences. And here's why. Because your offer has an ideal client. You don't have a niche. If you try to put yourself into this very specific bucket, you're going to feel trapped, right? You're going to feel like you are in this cage and you can't fully serve or show up or share in the way that you want to because you feel like it has to pertain to this very specific person that you have served. 
But instead, if you look at it as each offer has an ideal client, that gives you so much more freedom. And I do think that this is important. Your offer should have an ideal client. And we'll talk about who that ideal client truly is as we go on in this episode. But if your offer doesn't have an ideal client, your messaging is going to be wishy-washy. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people making when they refuse to pick a niche is that they just talk to nobody. They end up using extremely vague language and not really speaking to the pain or or desires that their ideal client truly has. And so you have to have an ideal client for your offer, but that doesn't mean that you have to have a niche. And because of this, and because I have been able to serve so many different audiences, I have been able to grow and pivot while maintaining my authority in launching, no matter who I am teaching launching to. I've been teaching launching the entire time in my business over the last two years. I just have taught it to different audiences in slightly different ways, but at the end of the day, I'm still teaching launching. And so it's okay if your ideal client changes. In fact, I think that it should, as you grow, who you want to help and how you want to help them is going to shift and change. And by really taking on this idea that my offer has an ideal client, I don't have a niche, you can really start to grow in your business and see that evolution as you learn more and as you grow personally. So why do I believe you don't need to niche down? The biggest reason I believe this is that you don't just serve one kind of person. And when people think of niching down, they get so minutia specific that they end up creating this impossible person to serve. That's like with the ideal client avatar. I think ideal client avatars are complete crap because you cannot possibly know who your ideal client is in in that way, in my opinion. And here's a good example. A few months ago, I was shopping for a dog training course. I have a puppy, her name is Ruby, and she's a little unruly. And I was looking for an online course to help me train her. And in that, I was looking for somebody who trained puppies specifically, who did it with positive reinforcement, who would help me eliminate negative behaviors and reinforce positive behaviors, and also teach her some basic commands so that we could um, keep her under control. And so in that, I realized that somebody who is looking for a puppy trainer doesn't have a specific ideal client avatar like you might expect. Can you imagine if dog trainers were using their messaging to speak specifically to mom entrepreneurs who have two kids and live a busy life trying to train their dog? That would be ridiculous. So many different kinds of people are trying to train their dog. So your niche is not all going to look the same like you think it will as far as an ideal client avatar. So instead of saying like, are you a busy mom as an entrepreneur who has two kids who wants to train their dog? They were just like, hey, we help you train your puppy. And I'm like, perfect, I'm your ideal client. Because rather than speaking to who they thought that I was, they were speaking to the problem that I desperately wanted solved. And that was how I knew that they could help me solve my problem. 
The exact same thing is true for you in your business. It is more important to look at the problem that you solve and speak to that problem and help people see that you are the person to help them solve that problem than it is to worry about what they what their gender is or what career they have or if they have kids or if she shops at the Gap. Like who freaking cares, right? Because none of that is relevant to getting puppy training, right? The only problem that they need to worry about is that I have a puppy and I need to train her. And so when you really take that step back and you look at it, say, ask yourself, what problem does my program solve for my ideal client? And guess what? Your ideal client is the person who has the problem that you solve. It is truly that simple. You don't have to worry about their sex or their experience or their like parenting status unless of course like your program is for moms then that's specific enough right motherhood you're solving a problem with motherhood but like obviously the ideal client for puppy training isn't a cat owner so that's relevant but somebody who has the problem that you solve. So for example, my ideal client for my launch program, the Aligned Launch Formula, is an online course creator or coach who wants to have better launches. And it's that simple. They're not a woman, they're not 30, they're not somebody who shops at Michael Kors, right? They are just somebody who's in this industry who has a course or is a coach who wants to create a course who wants to have better launches because that's what I teach in my program and it gets to be as simple as that and so I can speak very specifically to that problem because I had that problem right I know how to speak to that pain because I experienced that pain and that's really important to realize that when you stop having to worry about all of the extraneous things that don't actually have anything to do with who your ideal client is you can get down to the point and really speak to the things that they want So I'm going to say it one more time. Your ideal client is the person who has the problem that you solve. And it is truly that simple. So what should you do instead of niching down? The first thing is establish authority. Instead of worrying about your niche, worry about your positioning. You should be positioning yourself as the expert at solving the problem that you solve and positioning your program as the obvious solution to that problem. And when you can start to create content that positions yourself as the expert, establishing that authority, that is how you can, you don't have to worry about the niche because you will attract the people who have the problem that you solve. And they will see that you are the problem or you are the person who is there to solve it. And when you position your offer as the obvious solution to that problem, you don't have to sell your offer. You don't have to convince them that this is going to solve their problem because you've positioned it as the obvious solution to their problem. So therefore, anyone who has the problem that you solve is instantly going to be attracted to you because they see you as a solution to their problem. And it gets to be that simple. You just have to show up and establish yourself as the authority who can solve the problem that your ideal client has and show them that you can solve it. 
The second piece that you can do around this is to have a polarizing belief. And this is something that I hold very strongly onto and I teach my clients as well, is that in order to attract your ideal clients, you have to be polarizing. I see so many people with content and programs about magnetic leadership and magnetic messaging, and yet they are still teaching you to go with the status quo, say what they want to hear, be as vanilla as humanly possible, while saying it, of course, nicer than that. And at the end of the day, have you ever met a magnet that wasn't polarizing? That is literally how magnets work, you guys. They only attract with the same force with which they repel. And so many people are so afraid to repel with their messaging, in their business, who they're talking to, with what they say, that they're not attracting anything at all. And so you have to be polarizing. You have to have a belief, take a stance that is different from what other people are saying and believing. And when you can stand up for something against the status quo, you become a beacon of hope for the people who are struggling with the status quo, who are going through it and are like, this sucks. I don't want to go through this anymore. And this really is the key to creating magnetism in your business, to being a magnetic leader is to say something polarizing. Stop serving up the vanilla, trying to attract everybody because you're afraid of pushing away anybody and start saying what you want to say and taking a stand for the change that you believe is possible with the things that you create. And when you create a polarizing belief, it really is like this baseline that either attracts or repels people at the very top of your process. I believe that ideal client attraction and really launching in general in all of these things is like mining gold. So a couple years ago, my husband found this show on the Discovery Channel called Gold Rush. And if you haven't watched it, I really do recommend it. It's a great show. I totally got sucked in. But in it, it follows, it's like a reality show. It follows these gold miners up in the Yukon, which I think is in Canada. And now I feel kind of stupid. But like in Alaska and Canada, there's still gold mining up there. And it follows their seasons of gold mining and how that all works. And you learn a little bit like how to gold mine in that show. And in the process of mining gold, what they do is they find what is called pay dirt in the ground and it has specific characteristics and that's dirt that's most likely to have gold in it. And they scoop this dirt up and they put it into what is called a sluice box. And a sluice box really is this giant machine or actually technically it's called a wash plant. Don't get mad at me if you know the show and you're like, it's not called a sluice box. It is at the bottom though. So they put it into this wash plant technically. And what it does is it washes the dirt. I swear to God, this story has a point. So please stick with me. (laughs) It washes the dirt. And so at the very top of the wash plant are these things called grizzly bars. And they are this these big ass bars over the top of like the funnel, if you imagine dumping dirt into a funnel into this machine. And there's these big bars across the top 
that prevent any big rocks from going through. And that is exactly what your polarizing belief will do in your messaging. It will filter out the people who will not fit into your machine. And it will make sure that they don't even get in to begin with. Those are the people who will see your content and be like, "Mm, yeah, I don't agree with that. And they will walk away. But the people who see that and they're like, oh my God, yes, like, please, I wanna believe this too. Or yes, girl, you're speaking my language. That is what will, like they will get through your polarizing belief. So the way that you process gold or the way that you mine gold is exactly the way that you want to get people into your business. So you dump the dirt in through the grizzly bars, get rid of the people who are definitely not your people off the top, and then it goes into this wash plant. And what that does is it washes and shakes the dirt. And so it rinses off the dirt and it gets all the big rocks out of the way because you know that gold is not in the big rocks. So it washes them off and then it moves it down a series of smaller and smaller and smaller filters until you get into the sluice box, which is the part that the super concentrated dirt goes through. And it's like the smallest particles of dirt that hold the gold. And it runs it through this system where it traps the rocks and it lets the gold sink to the bottom it like has the rocks ruffle over the top of this funnel or this filter and the gold settles on the bottom and that is how you get gold out of dirt right you wash the rocks and you shake them until just the gold makes it to the bottom and that is exactly what you're trying to do with your messaging and with your business you are putting people into your own wash plant and you're shaking off the big rocks and you're moving out the people who are not your ideal client and you're putting people through filter after filter after filter until you get to the bottom which is your launch and you wash out the people who are not the right people and the gold will settle to the bottom. And sure, at the end of the day, you have to put a lot of dirt into the machine to get the gold. But that is how you mine gold. And that is how you grow your business. That is how you find your ideal client is you put them through filter after filter, which can be content or free webinars or mini trainings or different resources that you have, like a $29 offer or whatever. Like you put them through all of these different filters to get them to the bottom. And at the bottom, the people who are not your ideal client for that offer will wash away and the gold will sink to the bottom. And that will be the people who join your program. And when you can trust this process of filtering people through your messaging, like a gold mine or a gold miner, I guess, that's how you know that you will find the right people. And you're not being picky about the gold or the dirt that you stick in there, right? Like your polarizing belief, those grizzly bars, will knock off the biggest rocks who are definitely not your people. And honestly, you have to do that because those big rocks will break your machine. And how many times have you let a big ass rock that's not your person into your business and it's broken your machine, right? It has caused a snag. They have been a hater. Maybe they've been somebody who is definitely not your person, but they somehow made it into your system and then they kind of wreak havoc, right? You have that polarizing belief at the top to stop people like that from coming in so that you can make sure that you are filtering the right people all the way down to the bottom. So I apologize for the extremely belabored metaphor, but I love this metaphor about finding your ideal client is like mining gold because it truly is like that process. And when you can focus your messaging and have that authority and speak to your ideal client 
all the way down to the bottom, that is how you're going to get the gold out of that dirt. That's how you're going to find that three to 5% of people in your audience who want to join your program. And that's how you're gonna grow. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that if you're struggling to niche down, you heard this and you were like, okay, instead of worrying about picking the perfect ideal client avatar or picking the perfect niche, all you have to do is focus on the transformation that you want to provide for the world, the change you wanna create, and trust that your ideal client is the person who has that problem. And all you have to do to attract them is be polarizing, establish yourself as an authority, and filter people through like a gold miner. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. By the way, while you're here, I would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. In the next few episodes, I'm gonna start featuring a listener of the week. And so in order to be featured, all you have to do is leave a review, tell me what your favorite things are about the show, and make sure to leave your Instagram uh, handle in it so that I can shout you out on Instagram. So if you wanna be featured as a listener of the week, make sure to swipe however it is on the app that you're listening on and leave a five-star rating or review. Or if you're not listening on iTunes and you wanna be featured as a listener of the week, share this episode on Instagram and tag me in it with your Instagram and your favorite things about the episode. And I will make sure that you get put in our list of people to feature as the listener of the week. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to keep listening to our next episode because you might be making the critical mistake I see so many course creators making. Make sure to listen to that one to find out if you are a short order course creator and what you can do about it. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode.